the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 143 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 13. I'm Liam, and I'm 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, we're a bi-weekly uh, podcast when school started. Uh, every other week. I'm hoping to get back to every week, but, you know, it's a busy time of year. School's busy. It's busier every year. So, we'll see. Maybe we'll just be doing every other week. Although, ooh, the news piled up in these last couple weeks, and uh, we're not going to get to all of it. But that's okay. We'll get to uh, most of it, you know, and talk about some uh, interesting things that have happened. So... Uh, first we're gonna talk about some Star Wars stuff that we've been up to, and, uh, one thing that I was happy to see was that, uh, we got a comment on the, on the website, on our last, um, actually it was a comment on our pinned post. We have a, uh, little post pinned at the top of our page, which kind of tells you how to get merchandise, uh, different t-shirts and all that stuff if you want to get Children of the Force merch, um, and someone commented on that, uh, Got a comment from Jacob from Australia. And Jacob didn't give his age, but um, I'm thinking Jacob's younger. I don't know for sure. Uh, so this is what Jacob has to say. Hi, children of the force. I'm Jacob, and I'm from the land down under. Uh, cheesy g'day mate comments aren't allowed, he says. Uh, and I am hype for episode nine. Us right. too. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, so we won't make any any jokes about Australia. We're, we're happy to have you. Um, no, I'm not going to make any jokes. I have a theory, he says. Ray's mom and dad is Obi-Wan. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, he didn't explain any more than that. Just that Ray's mom know, and dad I and I is Obi-Wan. I just thought, <laughs> yeah, he must be... Is that a typo? No, I don't think so. Ray's mom and dad is Obi-Wan. How would that work? <sighs> well, that Like, I know we're a kid's podcast, <laughs> but I have a lot of details that I want to know. <laughs> it could be that he means that, um, like, kind of like how we were talking about how Ray was maybe a clone of, um, of Palpatine, but somehow made female. This was some, you know, this is a wild internet theory. Um, maybe he's thinking the same thing with, but with Obi Wan instead. I, I think like back Obi-Wan. to, or maybe mm. maybe like Shmi, but like yes. he would get yeah. give birth to Ray. <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> She's like, there is no he like Obi Wan. There is no mother. I carried him. I gave birth to him. <laughs> I don't her. know. Her. Her. <laughs> oh, her. Sorry. Yes, her. I was, I was quoting Shmi and I got it mixed up. Uh, yes. So, uh, hmm. I don't know. I, think, um, I don't know. Obi-Wan would have had to been like 60, 70 years old to have Ray. That's a good and point. And Ray be that young. Oh, sure. Ray was born after. Obi-Wan died. Assuming there's no, uh, you know, uh, Weird carbon... Weird force age thingy. Or, or uh, carbonite freezing oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I always think, you know, Rey could be from who knows when, you know, because she could have been frozen in carbonite for forever, for all we know. Uh, they could she always could do that. They 81. could always do that, right? 
She could be. She could be Obi-Wan's sister, for all we know. <laughs> she could be. She totally could be. She could be. Who right? are Obi-Wan's parents? We don't know. Because Obi-Wan was, you know, Obi-Wan was a kind of a standard Jedi who was taken when he was oh, very, very young. So I don't even know if Obi-Wan So she totally his, his could were. be his sister. Yep. But they would have seen that she was strong in the Force, wouldn't they? And they would have taken her. Maybe, and him. maybe Obi Wan's parents didn't want to lose both their kids, so they lied and said he was the only one strong in the Force or something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe she's his older sister. Maybe. <laughs> oh wow! All right, we just blew this thing wide <laughs> open, kids. Anyway. Back to the email. Uh, and Snoke is Mace, Jacob says. Well, I'm not sure how long you've been listening to this podcast, Jacob, but uh, I had a, sm- a Snoke is Mace Windu theory from, I, I believe, before The Force Awakens came out. That was my it theory. It was really um, bad. It was, yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, he says, because Force Lightning to the face gave him the scars and he wanted to get revenge on Anakin, but he died. Anakin died, so Kylo is now his target. Ah, I never put that one together. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um I always thought just kind of like hating no, the Jedi or Mace just wanting not... to. Mace is not what? Why would Mace hate the Jedi? Because, or maybe just hate, you know, because Anakin was a Jedi and he he was just so bitter and mad about Order 66 and he just decided to just tear it all down. I like I the know, theory, I you know, know. I like yeah. the theory yeah. of, Snoke, of Mace being Snoke. But it just doesn't but work. I would so like to see old Mace... Mm. On a desert planet as a voyager. Or, like, uh, just, like, some scavenger. Oh, oh. That would be, like, so amazing. If we saw Old Mace. That would be really cool. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I want to see him as. Did he survive? Wow. He could have survived. Oh, you know what? Let's keep that in mind. And try to bring it up later on in this episode when we talk about something that uh, Gina Carano said about the Mandalorian. Uh, But we're going to move on. Uh, and if you want to hear any of my, uh, if you want to hear a little bit of our Mace Windu is Snoke, uh, we, our initial The Force Awakens review show was our episode 21. So you can go way back and listen to episode 21. And oh my gosh, did you kids sound young? Uh, there were times, and it's been so long since I've heard your voices in that way when I'm listening to those episodes from back then, I can't tell who's who. Because I know, it's hard to tell. So I weird. can't tell yeah. either. Um, Anyway, so Jacob ends uh, ends his email with, great show, keep it up. And then in all caps, he says something very strange. Han shot first. Hmm. So. Who said this? <laughs> Jacob said this. Um, all right. So, yeah, I mean, we know people say Han shot first because they don't like how George Lucas changed. But uh, but I'm going to say that Han Greedo actually didn't, didn't shoot first. Yeah, um, it was Greedo. I mean, he was the only one who shot in the original version of A New Hope. So really, if that's the version that you prefer, then you should just say Han shot. Uh, Not first, because there was no second shot in that version. Um, But in the definitive canon version, Greedo shot just a millisecond before Han. Uh, So if we put it into slow motion, just normal slow motion... Oh yeah, you can tell. You can tell that he shot first. um, That Greedo shot first. But I think... There's no way that Han wasn't going to shoot anyway, right? There, there's no way his shot was a reaction to Greedo's shot. Uh, so Han shot second. They basically shot at the same time. I don't think it really necessarily takes away from Han's character. It doesn't to have matter. Them shoot, him shoot second. A lot of people were mad because they liked that idea that Han was a, a a scoundrel, like a bad guy, kind of. 
they liked that and then that that made his character arc more dramatic right he went from a cold-blooded killer to you know blah 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 but you know greedo was like greedo was going to kill him basically uh or was threatening to kill him so han shot greedo and you know he would have shot anyway even if greedo didn't i think so i think so because he got uh, his gun out and ready, and he, he was, like, cocking it. He yeah. was ready to shoot. He was going to shoot. Yeah. I, I guess it could have been a reaction, but eh, I'm fine either way. Uh, but anyway, you know, according to canon, Han did not shoot first. Uh, there have been multiple versions of that scene, and uh, the, the, the time in between the two shots has changed slightly. Um, and, like, Han's head used to... Do this super unnatural move to the side. Do you remember, kids? We we slow mode this one time, whereas his whole head just like displaces for a second and then goes back. Uh, it looks better in the Blu-ray version, which is the How final. How does that happen? Well, they just digitally altered it. Um, but they in the Blu-ray version that came out in two thousand six, I believe, uh, or two thousand eleven, maybe it was. I can't remember. Um, that's the final version, so that's canon. That's the canon version. Uh, in the canon version, Hot Shoot Second. So, anyway, thank you so much for the comment on the, the blog post, Jacob. And uh, Jacob also gave us our question and answer council question for this week, as well as a joke. So, we're going to get to those later in those segments. Uh, we just watched the first episode of Resistance, season two. That it's was pretty, pretty good. good. It was amazing. Yeah, was yeah. Like resistance worthy. Yeah, it was. It was a resistance episode. It was good. I think it's going to be a good season. Tam, well, we're not going to say too much about it because I, they, I don't want to spoil it. I wish they got into the story and they like moved more. Oh, well, it's only the first episode, so hopefully um, the second one they'll move. They'll move. Yeah, they'll get to a place. Want them to at least communicate with Dakar. Yeah, that's what I want. Uh, Me too. That would be awesome. In the kind of a uh, big, you know, uh, press release for the premiere of season two the big press junket that happened where people get together and watch the episode live and stuff um the creators of resistance uh confirmed that orca and flicks are totally gay and in a relationship together so um yep so that's orca and flicks they're the 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 two aliens who run the the like not scavenger shop but kind of like a mechanic shop or you know here's stuff yeah yeah if you've seen resistance it's the one where kaz tries to run it for a yeah, bit, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. he totally. It's, it, if, it was it was really bad. And, and if you've seen Resistance, it's it was pretty obvious that they were a couple. They went to go see I think Flix's mom. They went to go visit his mom together, and uh, there's one time when they're in a container together. I think it was one of the last episodes, and Kaz opens it up, and he's like, "What are you guys doing in here?" And one of them says, "We're we were gonna sh- we're shipping ourselves." <laughs> uh, hey, that's a funny joke about fandom there shipping themselves they're <laughs> making themselves in a relationship that's shipping that's what shipping is in case people didn't know at home i, uh, I you... don't know why but that just reminded me of the J. jonah jameson thing in the star wars in the ps4 Spider-Man in spider-man movie. or J. jonah jameson he's on like, his radio show he was like people are shipping spider-man and black cat these are superheroes <laughs> you don't ship them back in my day we only shipped packages he said or something like that yeah yeah um that's funny yeah so and then uh yeah we went to target a few days ago and checked out triple force friday or what was left of triple force friday we didn't see a ton but we saw some pretty cool things 
What was the thing that really caught your guys' uh, Star Wars thing? Um, the BB-8 and the Dio, the remote control thing. Oh, the remote control Dio thing. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, looked pretty that, cool. That's exactly what I was yeah, gonna yeah. say. The remote control Dio. Wasn't yeah. there a remote control BB-8 too? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, not not this year. I mean, there's uh, the old one, but okay. Um, I really loved the Black Series Mandalorian. I just love how it looks. And I wanted to buy it and put it on a shelf somewhere. Uh, speaking of shelves, we are actually looking, we're looking at houses, we're thinking we're going to move eventually. I'm hoping that uh, if slash when we move, uh, we can maybe have a little room set aside as a studio in our new house. That Wait. would be awesome, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. We Daddy. looked at a house where there was a studio in it. Right, mm -hmm. Liam? That was awesome. That was awesome. You there know, were like the sound things on yeah, the wall and stuff. probably take those with them, though. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know how, like, I wanted a studio, kind of, or a place to do my music? Yeah. Would we also record there? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what if that place was my bedroom? Then we'd record in your bedroom. Okay! <laughs> like we're recording in my bedroom right now. So, all right. I have one would more we, Star Wars thing. I would love sitting in a chair instead of on a bed. Yeah, right now we're, in case you didn't know at home, uh, <laughs> we record this epi these episodes on my bed. Yeah, we should yeah. sit in chairs right there and have no, the computer facing. You know the other what? Way. We've tried sitting down to record, and I find it works much better on a soft bed, dampens the noise better. I'm all about that sound quality, kids. I'm all about that sound quality. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about that sound quality. All about that sound quality. Mm -hmm. I think you're singing it wrong. Some treble and some that. bass. Yep. Anyway, what, yep. what more Star Wars <laughs> you think? Just bass. Um, <laughs> so uh, I started um, to write the second part of my Halloween story. Oh, you're And unfinished. I'm probably not going to finish it because oh. I have a whole story laid out for it. Uh-huh. But I'm going to finish the second part of it. Sure. So we'll get chapter two of your Halloween so, story. Yeah, maybe chapter two and three. <laughs> so oh so then, God, like, like, like years that. later, maybe we'll finally be done. Yeah. So we can play what you read last year, and then we'll just pick up where we left off. I did change. Did you change something? Yeah, that's fine. You can start over. <laughs> start over. You can read it from the beginning. Oh, I gotta make part two of my book, my short story. Oh the yeah. The sequel to it. Of your your uh, creepy cannibal. Yep, that, that then, was great. Yeah. It's going to pick um, off right where, off where it left. And it'll oh, be like, we'll see. sorry, I just said a spoiler there. and um, A spoiler for your fanfic? Yeah, for my okay. fanfic. And okay. you just... Uh, All right. We just edited it left. Yeah, I had to so, cut that out. Um, you shouldn't know. We, don't, we want it to be a surprise. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, honestly, I'm probably just going to replay my uh, quote, the convor. Wow. See you around, kid. Uh because I worked my butt off on that last <laughs> Halloween, so I'll just play that again. Uh, that thing was so long. <laughs> I got bored. Sorry. <laughs> it was good, uh, I just got bored. See yeah. you around, kid. <laughs> All right, let's head on over to the news. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Empire Magazine. We're just going to kind of rapid fire. You kids, stop me if you want to talk about something. Okay. 
we're going to start off with all the Rise of Skywalker news, okay? So Empire Magazine has photos. And they got this really cool cover of Rey and Kylo standing back to back. Kind of reminds me of that Snoke throne room scene. Um, and then there's also two more covers. One with Rey and her lightsaber going one way. One with Kylo and it going the other way. And you put the two covers together. And it looks like they're fighting. They're enemies. They're going to be any enemies in this movie. But... Who knows? Maybe by the end of the movie they might have to join together to defeat something else, right? I mean, we mm -hmm. heard the Emperor laugh. There could be something there. It looks like they're kind of together in this in this cover where they're it standing does. back to back, you know? Uh, also, Empire Magazine released this image of Kylo. It looks like he's, he's like, walking toward something that's pushing back yeah. all of these stormtroopers around him. And it's him. like a blue light. It looks yeah. Like a blue light. It could be it the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, like, oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, uh, like uh, the Falcon's trying to off. take off, and he's walking against it and trying to catch yeah, up to it, maybe. but all the stormtroopers are being blown back. Yeah. And again, what's that little blue thing coming out? You see that? It's a, it's just a light on the wall. It, it matches is. other lights on the wall. I know a lot of people pointed that, and like, it I looks like a lightsaber, but I no, keep on looking for the other not. lights on the wall, though. I don't see any. Oh, Those there lights. we go. Yeah. I see. Wait. Yep. Yeah, okay, they're the yeah. same lights. Uh, so that's a cool photo. Uh, also, we got a new image of the Knights of Ren, which doesn't really show us that's the Knights, the Knights of, Ren. of Ren. Yeah, these are the Knights of Ren. It looks like yeah. one of them is smoking. It looks, yeah, like, they look do they green. smoke? Um, just like did, another reason that the Knights of Ren are bad. <laughs> they're just Come a horrible on. influence on the galaxy. You smoke your oh, bad, you're not a bad person though. if you smoke. No, you no. should probably quit because it's bad for you. Mm, right. Yeah. Well, you're gonna get bad the Knights of Ren actually, what they do is they travel from planet to planet, trying to convince people to smoke cigarettes, and that's what's so awful about them. Really? Yeah. That's oh, yeah, they're basically the tobacco company. Really? In. <laughs> 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 Uh, they're death stick peddlers. <laughs> uh, you want some death sticks? You don't want to send me death sticks. Yeah, I, I just thought about smoking and I'm you like, You want oh, to go home and rethink oh, your life. Smoking <laughs> cigarettes aren't in Star Wars. So I was kind of right. joking, but they right. could actually smoke death sticks. Hmm. Yeah, I, oh I think gosh. death sticks might not be. <laughs> There's no way. Although there is spice running, uh, or there is mention of spice running in. Uh, in the Rise of Skywalker. We'll find out about that in a little bit. Um, Spice is a drug in Star Wars. So, uh, Chris Terrio, who is the screenwriter for The Rise of Skywalker, along with J.J. Abrams, uh, he said this in the Empire article. Some of the most interesting scenes in The Last Jedi are the conversations between Rey and Ren. Uh, he said, noting the different side of Ben Solo that Rey is able to tap into. We've tried to pick up that complicated relationship that really has been present ever since the interrogation in Episode 7. When Ren takes off his mask, there's a nakedness about him with Rey that he doesn't express to anyone else. Ryan developed that in fascinating ways, and we've been able to develop it even further. Hear that? Ryan is fascinating to all yes. you haters. <laughs> yes, exactly. Are they building off of what Ryan Johnson did? They're not trying to fix what he did? Oh, <laughs> imagine that. Uh, so, and speaking of that, J.J. Abrams said, I never found myself trying to repair anything. If I had done 8, if, I, if he had done The Last Jedi, 
I would have done things differently, just as Ryan would have done things differently if he had done seven. But having worked on television series, I was accustomed to creating stories and characters that then were run by other people. If you're willing to walk away from the thing you created and you believe it's in trustworthy hands, you have to accept that some of the decisions being made are not going to be the same that you would make. And if you come back into it, you have to honor what's been done. So J.J. Abrams is being an adult. Mm -hmm. Thank you, J.J. Abrams. Thank you. Uh, So I did see, I did see, um, Oh, there's a guy I follow on Twitter and and he posted the quote of JJ saying, I never found myself trying to repair anything. And then he posted the images of Kylo Ren's repaired mask <laughs> and the repaired lightsaber that Ray has. <laughs> and yes, literally, physically, he, some things were repaired, but maybe he means he's not trying to repair the story. It does kind of make, it does make sense to me that Kylo would want to wear his mask again. Yeah. That does kind of make sense. Although I'm glad to see that he doesn't always have it on. Like you see him without it on mm-hmm. quite a bit in photos and the trailer. Uh, I'd the still trailers. want my mask. Like that's important to me. Yeah. It strikes fear. Why wouldn't you want to do that? <laughs> um, and then it makes sense that Ray would, would rebuild the lightsaber because does she know how to build one from scratch? It's probably easier just to rebuild this one. Also it has history. Yeah, it has history. You know? So, um, and she probably, she knows that it, it, so take it, that other haters. She knows it makes Kylo Ren mad that she has it. So she's <laughs> yeah. probably like, I'm going to, she's like, her, I'm going to make Kylo this. mad. <laughs> uh, the website Fanthatrax has a couple photos from, oh, they have a bunch of photos, but there's two that I wanted to show you, uh, of the Pinewood triple force Friday media event at Pinewood, Pinewood studios. Uh, and one thing they had was they had Rose Tico's costume, but We've seen that. I'm more interested in the description of Rose. It says, Rose has risen through the ranks from lowly engineering support crew to military commander. She leads the engineering corps in making the necessary modifications to keep the resistance's gear operational, as well as countering new advancements in first order technology. That sounds like a good position for Rose. Yes, it does. Um, It sounds like what she should leave. You're pumping your fists. You're happy about that? Yeah. Okay. She um, deserves more than she's being well, great. I mean, so, if that's what she likes, then she can do, keep on doing that. But she yeah, deserves yeah. more than it. If she mm-hmm. deserves what she wants. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and awesome. this seems like a, a logical move for you know what what she would do in the resistance. It also does, unfortunately, seem like maybe something we wouldn't see too much of in the movie. Especially considering uh, that they true. are having to tie up the whole saga. So, my guess is we're not going to see a ton of Rose in this movie. We'll see her. She'll mm-hmm. have Jedi, she'll have a significant scene at least, right? Hopefully more than one. Um, but unfortunately, right? She was in the Last Jedi. Yeah. She could play a you know a, a big big roles in movies that come after this. My guess is though in this movie, unfortunately, we're probably not going to see her a ton. I want to have a Rose Tico standalone. So before... (laughs) I would take that. Before The Last Jedi, we heard that there was going to be a new character called Rose Tico. Mm -hmm. And we were really excited, you know? Yeah. And then, now she's one of our favorite characters, and she's amazing. Now think about Janna. Yeah. Right. Mm. Hopefully she'll be the same way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be be great. Super excited for the Rise Mm -hmm. of Skywalker. 
And then uh, there's, oh yeah, there's this also uh, description of the Sith Trooper, which we kind of have talked about in the past, but this is a confirmation pretty much. The Sith Troopers are uh, First Order Troopers. So the First Order readies an army of elite soldiers that draw inspiration and power from a dark and ancient legacy. So... And it says Sith Trooper. Yep. Us. We know yeah, yeah. they're talking about the Sith Trooper. Dark yeah. and ancient. Ancient legacy, yes. Yep, Dark so... ancient. Makes me wonder if they're... It's like if, their boots are so shiny, though. <laughs> oh, well, How are they... It's not, not ancient legacy. armor. Legacy. Ancient <laughs> legacy. And then they, there is an image of the lightsaber, and there's like a band around the middle where it was repaired. So I love that see band. How it that's makes it look, look so much better. You know what would be cool? If Rose repaired it. Hmm, that would be cool. Rose repaired the lightsaber. She's got to repair their lightsaber. We see a new character revealed on StarWars.com, Babu Frick. We might not <laughs> see it being repaired. Oh or maybe Freak, I'm not sure. Babu Freak or Frick. Tiny dude. The tiny Anzellan. He's so tiny. He's an Anzellan, or she, maybe. Uh, is an Anzellan droidsmith. Works among the spice runners of Kajimi. And Kajimi is the planet where like we will meet Zori Bliss on, and I'm not sure if she'll stay there or she'll leave, but that's where we see Zori Bliss in that photo, and I think that's the, in the first trailer, we see the ship kind of uh, going into a city in the mountains, sort of. I believe that's Kajimi. Liam, what were you going to say? Oh, it shows as Anzellan Droidsmith works among the, instead of he works a, or she or they, oh. like... Yeah. I feel like they're kind of trying to keep it. Because in that sentence, I feel like they'd usually have the gender at the beginning. Mm, maybe. She or he or they. Yeah. Um. Did you guys know, this isn't really Star Warsy, but in the new season of Shira, I think that's coming out next month, there mm. is going to be a gender non-conforming character. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I did know that. I watched the trailer last night. Without us? Sorry. Fine, well, we're watching after we do this. <laughs> okay, fine. So let's do this. <laughs> um, all right, well, the episode's done. No, I'm just joking. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, so Babu Freak can reprogram or modify virtually any droid, regardless of the security measures protecting its systems. That tiny little guy sounds super cool. That tiny little guy is probably the one responsible for giving C-3PO red eyes. Uh, Who knows Why? We don't know why. We don't know how. This is Daddy's theory. My theory. Yeah. What's your theory? Um, they, the First Order right now needs as many soldiers as they can get. The Resistance, you mean? The Resistance, yeah. yes. And 3PO was like, you're going to reprogram me to fight? Okay, I'm going to do that. If it helps the Resistance, then that's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. So I think I he decided. He's not going to turn bad, a theory. Hopefully, His theory hopefully is that bad, he decided yeah. to do it. Doesn't right. say whose side Babu Freak is on. Right, that's yeah. true. Let me just think about, uh, think about Big Hero 6. You know, he has two chips. One yes. chip's red, one's green. Yes. Well, what if his eyes change when he's green, mm. He's or he's white, when he, his eyes are white when he's good, and then they reprogram him to, like, battle mode. They can just flip a switch. And I'll be like, like instant kill mode in Spider-Man's suit. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So that could be why he has red eyes. 
Who knows? Or he could be going undercover. All right. So that's those are the main things that we've learned about the rise of Skywalker since we recorded last. Uh, there is uh, new movie news. Um, Kevin Feige, who is the uh, executive producer, the producer of all of the Marvel movies, uh, at least ever Whoa. since Disney, since Disney uh, bought it. Marvel. So. Uh, yeah, they're saying with the close of the Skywalker saga, Kathy, Kathy Kennedy is pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling, and knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. So oh, he is, this is going to be great. He is producing a Star Wars film. That's all we know. We don't know if it's his movie. Like, is he going to... Is he deciding what it's about and all that stuff? Or is he just, you know, maybe going to produce the Ryan Johnson trilogy with along with Kathleen Kennedy? Like, we don't know exactly what this is, but we know Kevin Feige is working on Star Wars now, and we like Marvel. So, pretty happy about that. He's yeah. done pretty good things with Marvel. Um, don't make it too much like Marvel. Though. No, no, no. I don't... I think they know better than to make it like Marvel. Although Marvel does make a lot of money for Disney, so... Then again, so does Star Wars. All right, so we got Which some. Which one do you man think has made more money, Star Wars? Oh, overall. Uh, probably. No, Marvel. overall, Marvel has. Yeah, because yeah. Endgame and Infinity War were yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, and they've just been. True. They've had Marvel for longer. There's more movies, and all that stuff. So the Mandalorian. Uh, we got some information about that as well. A new image of the interior of the Razor Crest, which is the Mandalorian's, the name of the Mandalorian ship. Uh, via IGN, the website IGN. Whoa. So there's the that Mandalorian. Looks so cool. In his cockpit. Wait, we've already, like, known that he was white, right? We knew that for sure. Because he's being played by a certain actor. He's not playing, he's not played by a white actor. He's being played by a Latino Latino, actor. right, yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal. Well, his skin looks white. Yeah, from this picture. Ish. From this picture, you don't see his skin. Yeah, you don't see his skin. He's yeah, wearing gloves. He's wearing gloves. No, those, yeah, those are, are... No, those are gloves. Like, no, his fingers are going out of them. Those are definitely gloves. Oh, they're dirty gloves. And they're like leather gloves, yeah. I get it. So... Anyway, here's the Mandalorian. What what do you think of Liam when you look at this photo and you see the Mandalorian sitting in his cockpit? What does it look like to you? Cloud City. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it look, he looks like an action figure. Because again, he looks kind of like it. Like if you put an action figure in a cockpit, he and looks you had like them, a rich. And you had them like he's even got like the kung. The, they call it the kung fu grip. Uh, that like all the action figures have, where their hands are in that like claw position. You know. Too detailed. Um, um, and yeah. it's too detailed. Even the thing, well, especially. The well, fingers. I know it's not a. I know it's not. I know it's actually a photo of the Mandalorian. I just think this image to me looks super static and kind of stale, like the other Mandalorian images. It looks like and he's a rich dude. A rich dude. Oh, is weird. That's interesting. <laughs> the silver. Well, you know what? The silver. And actually, if you compared thing. his armor and stuff, if you compare um, his armor right in this photo to yeah. the armor that he's wearing in like the black series, this looks more silver. This right? is way more silver. Yeah. So he people looks have rich. theorized that he actually. Like, he must have, maybe as the season goes on. He gets money. He gets money and he gets better armor. Maybe. Like, he actually gets some of that best car, right? That the. Uh, oh, yeah. That Werner Herzog's character showed him the metal bar, job. you know? 
and repainted it. It looks like different metal, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, somehow I missed this interview that IGN did with Gina Carano, who plays Cara Dune in The Mandalorian. Uh, they believe they did this at D23. But listen to this little thing that she says. Every time we, we get to see a little bit more, we get a sense of what we're excited about. But I'm curious, what's something that you're really excited Like, if you could make one thing, what's the thing you're most excited about for the series? Oh, the, the thing I'm most excited about is um, the surprise. <laughs> I know that's not, but by the way, when you watch it, you'll understand the surprise. It's such a wonderful, beautiful surprise that I think could float on its own if it wanted to. But we're all just blessed enough to be there with it. And she told us it was what? a wonderful, beautiful surprise. <laughs> what is she talking about? I don't know. Is it like a character? I don't know. Or like character. what? Mace Windu. That's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> it could be Mace Windu. They, they run across Mace Windu on Tatooine or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was saying. I don't know. He followed Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan mm. kept him a secret. Um, hmm. Yeah, maybe. What time period is He lived on the other side of the desert from Obi-Wan. Uh, this, so the Mandalorian takes place, um, I always forget, is it eight years after Return of the Jedi? Which is seven years after the end of the Galactic Civil War, which ended, which finally ended with the Battle of Jakku, which is about a year after Andor. So about um, seven so about years seven, after the Battle of Jakku? Yeah. I believe it is. Oh my gosh. So the Empire has left, you know, what was left of the Empire basically ran away to the What's unknown regions. What's her name? Aiden Versio. I... Hmm. It I don't could think, work. I don't, think that, I don't think that's a big enough surprise. It's not as well known. Oh, I guess. Speaking of Aiden, though, we're going to get to that later. What? Um, what? Huh? Huh? What? So... Uh, now we're going to talk about the Obi-Wan series. Yay! They announced the director of the Obi-Wan series is going to be directed by Deborah Chow. I who, think you already told me that. I told you that, but I haven't told dear listeners. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, we haven't talked about it on the show. Uh, so Deborah Chow is directing two episodes of The Mandalorian, or I should say already has because they're done shooting it. Uh, she directed Jessica Jones, <gasps> Lost in Space. Really? Uh, one episode Lost of Lost in Space. Space. I don't remember which one. Um, was it yeah. the best one? Mm, it must have been the best one, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so they said uh, in the press release about this, we really wanted to select a director who is able to explore both the quiet determination and rich mystique of Obi-Wan in a way that folds seamlessly into the Star Wars saga. Based on her phenomenal work developing our characters in The Mandalorian, I'm absolutely confident Deborah is the right director to tell this story. I believe that was a quote from Kathleen Kennedy, I forgot to say. Um, yeah, so that sounds awesome. They also announced the the writer of Obi-Wan uh, will be written by Hossein Amini, who has written a lot of stuff I've never seen, but I'm still glad that he's been announced as a writer. And... I'm just going to spell out the reason I'm so happy about this announcement. Deborah Chow is, according to Wikipedia, half Chinese, uh, so a person of color, and Hossein Amini is Iranian, uh, born in Iran, and uh, uh, two Iranian parents, but then they, they moved to Britain when he was, I think, 11 years old. Um, so, to just to put it out there, they're not white, and that makes me happy. That's a good cool. thing. 
uh, and you know, we've always been uh, too know, many white we, people. We've wanted, yes, <laughs> like this is what we <laughs> too many white people. Too many white people. I mean, that's like you could like say like that's the first uh, thirty, you know, first forty years of Star Wars. Star Wars colon too many white people. Yes. Yeah, so so we we've always you know talked about how we want more diversity in Star Wars, not just on the screen but behind the screen. Uh, you know, people who direct and produce and all that stuff. And it's a good thing to have that because we want our stories to be more diverse, right? And they are more diverse when the creators of the show are also more diverse, right? And I mean, like, I want my stories to be diverse, meaning I want them to be different. Like, I want them to feel different, you know, and be about different things. Not always the same battle of good and evil and, you know, this happens this way. And, you know, and like when you have people who have the same lived experience, a lot of times they end up writing similar stories, right? So, so yeah. Um, you know, people who aren't white have a non-white perspective on the world, and that's a different perspective. So all the writers, anyone who writes brings their perspective into their writing, which is just a fact. So you can't be a writer without bringing your perspective. So it'll be great to see that Star Wars isn't, you know, great to see Star Wars that isn't written from a white perspective. Um, We've seen Star Wars that isn't written by a white perspective before, right? Ever? Oh, um, you know, it's possible that, like, certain episodes of The Clone Wars... I'm not sure, or actually. Rebels. Rebels, yeah, yeah. Or Resistance. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or Resistance. Resistance yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have. Um, but, I mean, this is, you know, big like movie quality television stuff like this is super high profile things that are going to like affect how star wars is made from you know going forward and stuff so i don't want to minimize you're right liam and i i don't know off the top of my head and i don't want to like say that those aren't important because they totally are um so that's a good point and you know like there's a lot of like people who might listen and say like oh why does it matter or you know just, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to be good, like, just because it's written by someone who's not white, like, why is that a criteria that you're even worrying about? I don't see race and all that stuff. Well, educate yourself. Yes, you do. You just don't think you do. Um, <laughs> everybody does, and it does matter. And, you know, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that every person of color is a great writer and director, you know, but, uh, what is it? I said... Educate yourself, roasted listeners. And when I say educate yourselves, I'm everybody needs to educate themselves. We all need to educate ourselves, and all of us I have things yeah, to learn about about race and gender. And you know what I mean? Like none of us are perfect when it comes to that stuff. I know I'm not. You know I'm always learning. I'm always realizing different ways in which I may hold views that are racist and trying to stop doing that. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. We read a book as a family about that. Uh, white, white Fragility. White Fragility was the name of it. We read quite a bit of that book. I don't think we read the whole thing, but we read enough that we, you know, we're like, whoa, yeah. You know, this is something to think about. This is a big, a big thing. So, anyway, super happy about this news about Obi-Wan. And uh, let's talk about books now. We got some really cool stuff about Resistance Reborn, which is that book written by Rebecca Roanhorse, who is a Native American writer. You know, cool. speaking of non-white, right? Like, this is great. And, uh, you know, we're going to get that perspective uh, in this book. Or, you know, it's not going to be like 
here's what Star Wars is, you know what I mean? But it, it, it gets in there. Wait, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be obvious when you're reading the book, but but it's in there because everybody brings their stuff to the table. We all do. Rebecca Rowanhorse is her name. So they gave us the opening crawl of the book. Here it is. The resistance is in ruins. In the wake of their harrowing escape from Crate, what was once an army has been reduced to a handful of wounded heroes. Finn, Poe, Ray, Rose, Chewbacca, Leia Organa. Their names are famous among the oppressed worlds they fight to liberate. But names can only get you so far, and Leia's last desperate call for aid has gone unanswered. From the jungles of Ryloth to the shipyards of Corellia, the shadow of the First Order looms large, and those with the bravery to face the darkness are scattered and isolated. If hope is to survive, the Resistance must journey throughout the galaxy, seeking out more leaders, including those who, in days gone by, helped a nascent rebellion topple an empire. Battles will be fought, alliances will be forged, and the Resistance will be reborn. Cool. Cool. So, uh, so at New York Comic Con was this weekend, and this is kind of where a lot of this stuff came out. And uh, Star Wars uh, Del Rey on Twitter, you know the the publishing people, uh, who basically it's just the guy we met at Celebration. You remember uh, Tom? Oh yeah, yeah, Tom at Celebration. <laughs> we met him uh, at the Del Rey booth, and then we also met him at the podcast meetup. Uh, he came and talked to us for a little bit while we were talking to. Uh, Brian and Nancy from Tashi Station. You mean when he radio. said that thing you wasn't supposed to say? <laughs> yeah, he said I'm going to go oh, to a meeting, which I'm pretty sure, sure was about Project Luminous. Remember the project that's coming out that was he can't. That they still the haven't talked about. Who was talking about how we? Our name is Children of the Force. Was he the guy who hosted? No, <laughs> no. Oh, no, that's David W. Collins. Oh. Yeah, 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 that's right. When we found out that Children of the Force was almost the name of uh, The Rise of Skywalker, right? Or The Last Jedi. I think it was The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, yeah. Yep. <sighs> yeah, they let that one slip. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, that could have been a lot of money if they, uh, they would have had to buy our URL from us that would have been oh great oh my gosh we could have gotten like two million dollars from <laughs> no i'm not sure how that Maybe would work billionaires <laughs> they'd probably say give it to us or we'll sue you for all the star wars things you have on your website no i'm just joking anyway no they're not to, that no, mean, no, right? no 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 would so, be like patreon del rey <laughs> yeah del rey says uh resistance reborn is a love letter to star wars canon and it was important to bring characters from the comics the games etc together so, speaking of that, let me read just a little bit of an excerpt that came out last week. Uh, I think in this excerpt, I believe they're on Ryloth, I think. Um, but I've also heard that Bakura is possibly a base. Anyway, I'm pretty sure they're on Ryloth here. So, who else? Someone's asking, who else do we have here? Uh, I believe it's Poe asking Leia, like, who else do you have that's going to help? Princess Leia? An excited, feminine voice cut in. Both Leia and Poe turned. Zay Versio beamed at them and stepped forward to shake Leia's hand. It's Zay Versio! Wait, what it's book is Zay. this? This is Resistance Reborn. This happens. This happens after My gosh. The Last Jedi, and this is about the Resistance, right? So Zay Versio is back from whatever mission Leia sent her on, 
in Inferno in the uh, you know Battlefront Two video game, right? This so this is yeah, spoilers for Battlefront Two, but I'm sure you've played it by now. Uh, so Zay Versio is Aiden and Dell's son. You mean daughter? Yeah, da- <laughs> daughter. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Zay Versio beamed at them and stepped forward to shake Leia's hand. The young pilot's short dark hair was tussled, and her eyes looked tired under the thick black eyebrows that dominated her delicate face. But she smiled gently, and her handshake was strong. It's good to finally meet you in person, Zay, Leia said, greeting the young pilot. Where's Shriv? Over here, a blue skin. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like uh, the studio audience claps when... When he uh, says over here, over here, yay, a blue skin Duro said, joining them. He looked tired, too. His skin looked sallow under the cave lights, and lines ran like rivers under his large red eyes. He swiped a hand over his noseless face and grinned through his thin, almost non-existent lips. Good to see you again, General. How was your mission? Leia inquired. Well, we survived, Shriv said laconically. But I did get our rash in an unmentionable place that still hasn't cleared. Don't suppose you have some kind of cream for that? <laughs> Leia gave him a grave look. I'm sure someone in medical, medical can fix you up. And I could use a nap and some food. I hear they've got fruit here and meat. Is it true or did we arrive too late for all the good stuff? The Twi'leks have been very generous. There's plenty to go around. Ooh. Sweet. Shriv rubbed at his face and stifled a yawn that threatened to crack his jaw. Then I'll excuse myself. I really got to fix up this rash. I think I'm getting out of that place. Yes, Shriv. Ah, Zay. Awesome. So happy Yay. about that. Um, I'm. Oh my gosh, I'm so looking forward to this book. Okay, so Delray. Delray is like her dad now. Her only father figure. Basically, yeah. Her only parent figure. Yeah, That's they are sad. Inferno Squad. She is, she's an orphan. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Delray goes on to say, at the heart of the story is Poe Dameron and his journey to take command and take charge of the resistance. Uh, Rebecca Roanhorse mentioned what? a scene, Rebecca Roanhorse mentioned a scene where Finn and Poe have to wear fancy suits and Poe teaches Finn how to tie a tie because the First Order doesn't teach you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My gosh. <laughs> I thought you kids would like that. In addition, the ship is never going to sink <laughs> and it's about to reach land. It has to sail. That ship has to sail. <laughs> it's already sailing. Yay! <laughs> we'll it's see. So close to land. In in addition to Poe, there are many other special we need a elements. More parsecs. <laughs> <laughs> there are many other special elements in Resistance Reborn, including more conversations between Ray and Leia. So, when I'm done reading this book, which is going to be, you know, not too long after I buy this book. I believe it's coming out November 6th, I think. Um, so, you'll be done with it about, like, November... 10th, maybe? 12th? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I think I'm going to do a Cliff's Notes on this one, like I did for Catalyst. Remember that Catalyst episode we did before Rogue One? Where I talked about Catalyst and everything that was in the book. I oh, told you the yeah. whole story. Because I had so much I to do... I did with, not like that because I haven't read the book. I know, but I, I told you what the book did. all... No, Anna didn't either. I didn't know. I, I basically was telling you and the listeners, like, here's what this book is so that you know when you go into the movie what what happened before. Because when I read it, I'm like, whoa. Like, this is going to make the movie so much better. This is probably so, what's going to happen with this book, too. I hope so. 
Hopefully. Like, I hope this really does directly tie into the Rise of Skywalker. So I think I'm gonna I think we're gonna do the same thing. Yep. Although we'll also be watching the Mandalorian right around then. So uh, well, we we're gonna we're gonna be doing Mandalorian uh reaction episodes too. Uh, it's gonna be a busy time, November and December. Oh my god. We gosh. have to read this book out loud with all of us. Oh Me, you, Mama and Really? We'd all enjoy it. I mean, hmm. I know we have to read the, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got one. the new, uh, the new Golden Compass, uh, His Dark Materials sequel, uh, which is the Book of Dust. We got book Part two, two <laughs> of the Book of Dust, uh, which I'm really looking forward to Happens reading. But it's pretty big. We might have to the might have to wait a little bit till we really get into that. Uh, anyway, back to Star Wars. All right, a bunch of other book news from New York Comic Con. Uh, Star Wars main comic. Remember, we I talked about how it ended, or it's ending. Did it end? I think it ended already. Uh, it's relaunching with a new issue, number one, and it's going to start mm-hmm. right after The Empire Strikes Back. It's going to show how, among other things, how Luke gets to the confident Jedi he is at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. So nice. it's going to fill in that, that gap. There's not much of a gap between Empire and Jedi, but there is. So that's cool. Um, the book, The Rise of Skywalker, the novelization, is going to be written by Ray Carson, who wrote Most Wanted, which was that Han and Kira uh, prequel to Solo, which I don't think, Anna, you ever read, did you? I have it's it on my good. bookshelf, you have it but I bookshelf. have not read it. That's going out March 3rd. Um, so that's coming out after... Um, that's coming out after The Rise of Skywalker, right? Like, quite a ways after. Because there's going to be a bunch of deleted scenes and you know it's going to be like an expanded novel kind of like the last jedi was where there was a bunch of stuff in there that wasn't in the movie uh the junior novelization again will be written by michael kogi who wrote the junior novelization for the last jedi and the force awakens uh there's going to be a book the clone wars anthology by various authors uh they're going to be retelling clone wars arcs in like short story mode yeah, which is interesting. I'm not sure what to think about that one. Uh, another book by George Mann, who wrote uh, Myths and Fables. Oh. Uh, and illustrated by Grant Griffin. This one's going to be called Star Wars Dark Legends. So I think it's going to be like, kind of like horror stories, like scary, Ooh. scary stories that people tell in the Star Wars universe, which is pretty cool. Um, Alphabet Squadron sequel is going to be called Shadowfall. And, uh, Much better name than Alphabet's <laughs> True. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, Timothy Zahn has got his wish, and he gets to write more Thrawn books. A uh, new trilogy of Thrawn books are coming out starting May of next year, and they're called Thrawn Ascendancy. And it's going to follow, it's going to be a prequel, prequel trilogy for Thrawn. So it's going to talk about the origins of Thrawn and the Chiss Ascendancy, which is like the Chiss government, like the like the Chiss Empire sort of, right? And they 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 exist so far away that they don't really clash with the the Republic or the Empire or the New Republic yet, right? Like they're kind of their own thing, way off in a separate part of the galaxy, or even not even in the galaxy, the unknown regions, right? Uh, so maybe they'll have something to do in the Rise of Skywalker. Not sure. We talked about skywalking. How skywalking was was what the Chiss yes. referred to as the force power that their young 
You had that girls. whole huge theory. I have a whole huge theory. You can look at the Children of the Forest YouTube page. You can Wait, see only my... girls? It was almost always girls, yeah. So... Young what girls, if, and then they would lose the ability as they got older. So Luke couldn't and they teach could, Ray. And they could, they could then, just as a reminder to the listeners, Skywalkers. They were called Skywalkers, whether they were called the Chiss word for Skywalkers, and they could travel. They could help ships travel through hyperspace using the Force. They would plot hyperspace routes using the Force, so they could like project their consciousness, I think, forward through this through space and time in order to kind of find a. A safe route, right? Kind of like what's her name in like Avatar: The Last Airbender. I mean, in oh yeah, astral projecting, yeah, yeah, sort of. That's like what Luke did uh, on Crate. Same oh, thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's that's going to be an interesting trilogy. Unfortunately, this means that we're not getting books about what happened to Thrawn after Rebels. Um, but maybe we'll get that somewhere else. Yeah, we could get it later. You know, maybe get it later. Sure. Don't give up yeah. hope. All right, and then uh, finally, a Darth Vader comic series. This will be the third Darth Vader series. Well, the fourth, really, if you if you think about the Dark Visions or whatever. Um, but yeah, the third kind of main Darth Vader comic series. This will be written by Greg Pak, Liam, who wrote uh, Mech Cadet U, that series that you just read and really liked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or Pak, maybe. I'm not sure how his last name is uh, pronounced. So he said that this comic series is going to be kind of about the softening of Vader. It's going to take place, again, between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, sort of like the main Star Wars comic. But it's going to be about Vader coming to terms with having a son and, and really knowing cool. that he has a son out there. And I think like that catwalk scene when Luke calls Vader Anakin and Vader like tries to shut him down, that name has no meaning for me anymore, right? I love that scene. And then after Luke leaves... Then Vader kind of like just looks off in the distance and he has this moment where he, you can tell like he's thinking about it. I have a feeling this comic series is going to kind of bring us up to that moment, you know, like, like how did Vader get there? Like an empire, he's killing Imperials left and right and he's all rage. And, and then in Return of the Jedi, he's like, you can tell he's really questioning I think everything. because, because Emperor Palpatine lied to him. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. He realizes that. Palpatine lied and also like he has he has something to live for in a son you know mm-hmm. and eventually a daughter he finds out right so that's as the kids say my jam and I love that part Wait, of as Vader you say <laughs> yo you don't as the millennials say that's my jam uh so as so I'm kids- who used to say in the 90s, that's my joke. <laughs> no, kids never said that in the 90s. I was a kid in the 90s. We never said that. <laughs> I'd be like, what do you mean that's my jam? Grape is my jam. Anyway, <laughs> uh, all right. That's so that's, you, Daddy. that's all the news that's fit to talk about right now. So let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song. Yeah, the Canon News song. Yeah. Yeah, which is basically just news, but uh, we got some information about Jedi Fallen Order on Force Friday. We got a trailer, and uh, the Star Wars databank was updated, uh, so we learned about the Ninth Sister. The Ninth Sister is a hulking Dawutin, who uh, Grumgar from The Force Awakens was also a Dawutin. 
she was trained by the Jedi. The Ninth Sister is an imposing and dangerous Inquisitor. Her mastery of the Force is further enhanced by an extraordinary empathic ability to read minds. Whoa. While less... Yeah, I know. Pretty That's cool, right? kind of not Star Wars-y, but it's also really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. There's, there's a little bit of mind reading in Star Wars, but not much. Like what? In the Clone Wars. There's some... Oh, and I guess, like, force mind reading? Yeah. Well, she's force sensitive. She's She was trained by the Jedi. Uh, All the Inquisitors were. While less agile than other Inquisitors, during combat she utilizes her massive size, brute strength, and Jedi training to gain any advantage over her opponents. And I should say the Inquisitors were trained by the Jedi, but then once Order 66 happened, uh, they either, you know, weren't killed and taken captive, or they were like, um... We'll switch sides, and we'll join you, Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and we also learned about the second sister. Do we know what she did? No, we don't really know her backstory. Well, she so she was in a Vader comic, um, the most recent Vader series that came out, uh, where we see Vader, like, right after Revenge of the Sith, and, and there's, like, the Inquisitor program, and he helps kind of train them. We do see her in that comic, although I don't remember if there's any backstory for her on that. I don't think there is. Um, so the second sister is kind of the main villain, I believe, of, of this video game. And about her, uh, Star Wars says that she's ambitious and cruel. She's one of the deadliest members of the Imperial Inquisition. She relishes hunting down both force sensitives and political dissidents for the Empire. Although she is an expert lightsaber duelist and adept with the dark side of the force, the second sister's greatest weapon is her brilliant ability to deduce and predict the behavior of her prey. So, like Thrawn. Mm, sure. Yeah. Like Thrawn. So, I'm looking forward oh. to this video game. Ooh, she looks awesome. Who's the other yeah. Inquisitor? Which one? The There's... other one. On the other side of her. That... Oh, no, that's a Purge Trooper. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering why I was yeah, holding her gun. Those are the Stormtroopers that are, like, specially designed to hunt down Jedi, sort of. Yeah. Purge Troopers. So yeah, second sister looks pretty cool. Um, there, you know, there's some theories that this is Barasafi, um, and it could very well be. Yes, it could. It could. Um, one other thing from Fallen Order that I really got a kick out of was Gorgara the Chirodactyl. Chirodactyl. <laughs> yeah. Like dinosaur. Uh, sure. Kind of looks like a giant bat, sort of. It does. It says, and this is a a beast that I believe you have to fight, but might also get to ride in this video game. Uh, Local legends tell of a fearsome winged beast that scours the deepest crags for prey. So, yeah. The winged demon of the canyon is what she's known as. And she will deceive her prey before attacking. So, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Looking forward to this game. Kind of looks ridiculous, too. Yeah, it looks just like a giant bat. Um, (laughs) But you know what? Sometimes Star Wars can just be silly and kind of ridiculous. It's okay. So, speaking of ridiculous, let's let's go have a joke. (laughs) Laugh it up, fuzzball. All right, so uh, Justin sent us a joke. And his joke is, and he also says, you're welcome, Al. <laughs> and thank you, Justin. Thanks thanks a lot for the joke. And thank you for the email, if, if I forgot Hopefully to say that. it's better than Daddy's. What's Jabba the Hutt's favorite food? 
this is about my caliber, so it's good. Okay. Hot, hot dogs. <laughs> Not. Uh, <laughs> is that better than that? Good. Good. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> sure. Sure. We'll say good job. <laughs> All right. No, let's... no. 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 How about? Good job trying. Nice try. Yes. Nice Ouch. try. Wow. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Jacob, wait, it's Jacob. I said Justin. It's, sorry, Jacob. Jacob, thank you for the joke. Also, Jacob sent us a question and answer council. Let's head on over. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. The question and answer cancel. His question is, what's your favorite AT Walker? And I have a list of them here on the line so you can see uh, the AT Walkers. I know my answer. Um, So, you know, stop me if if the photo catches your eye here. My favorite AT Walker is the ATRT. Which is the single person that kind of chicken walking like one? Kind of looks like a yeah. mini ATST, but uh, it's like in the Clone Wars. You also see it in Revenge of the Sith. It's super fast and in. The I really movie. like, yes, in Battlefront Two. I really like riding them in Battlefront Two, uh, in They're the story so mode, but fast. also in battle mode. I really love. I really love doing them in They're battle so mode. Fast. They're so fast. Yep, they're so fast. Uh, they also you see them on Ryloth too in the Clone Wars, um, in that Ryloth arc. So. Yeah, so how about you kids? What do you think? Wait, wait, do you like on. the What is uh, that? That's like a weird walker from a comic. Um we we'll we'll look at main walkers. At, there's the Adat, of course. There's the ATACT, which is from Rogue One. There's the ATDP, which is from Rebels. Oh, so these are the uh, There's the ATDT, which is from Solo. All terrain defense turret. Uh, I don't know what this one's from, like okay. some silly video game. ATST. Um there's the, Why do I like all the ones that are from silly video games the, or comics? <laughs> there's the all-terrain heavy hauler. That's a just big box-looking thing from. Uh, That's my favorite. No joke. <laughs> from the Last Jedi, there's the ATM six, which is the big gorilla walker from the Last Jedi. What do you think, kids? I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the one you said too. No. The ATRT. I like the I ATRT. It's cute. Yeah. Go back up to the beginning. I saw one, but I forget what it was called. The ATRT is cute. It's so tiny. Down. But it's yeah, also A-T-A-P. deadly. You like the ATAP? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Down From the Clone Wars? It has a big giant. Yeah, a three legged walker. I like missiles. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, and. Uh, Send us your answer. And, oh, Jacob did. Uh, ATSD. ATSD is his favorite. Yeah. Did he look at the All list? right. <laughs> One time I tried to do something. It's like, nope, already did it. <laughs> yep, already did oh, it. Oh, okay. Yep. okay. That's a. That's fine. That's a good listener there. Thank you, Jacob. So for making Anna's dreams. Be All right, we got six percent battery left. Do you think we can finish <laughs> yes, this? Yes, we can totally do this. Let's go. Let's hold go. Hold on. Hold on. 
It might just cut out randomly, but... Um, I gotta save this first. Just Alright. Okay, we saved it. Okay, right. so thank you everyone for listening to episode 143 of Children of the Force. As always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better uh, and to record on uh, Darth Yeti here. Thanks again, yep, Darth Yeti, cool. for Darth saving Yeti. my hands. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Our email address is forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is um, www. No, you don't have to do the W's, remember? Children of the Force.com. Head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force and leave us a voicemail that we'd love to play on the show or just email one uh, to us. And finally, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen to us. It really does help the show get in more people's ears. If you'd like to listen to us somewhere and we're not there, let us know, and I'll I'll work on getting our podcast over there. Also, he did not mean iTunes. He meant Apple Podcasts, and we're also on Spotify. We are on Spotify, too, yes. So, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. Anna's sassy. I'm Liam. And may the force be with you. Can we do may the porks be with you? Like I said, Anna's sassy. One. May the porks be with you. Well, it's been a while since Anna's sassy. Talked about porks on the show. (laughs) 